Are you working toward your certified economic developer designation? Are you an economic developer deciding whether or not to pursue the certification? Or have you already achieved the designation? In all cases, you're in the right place. Welcome to the 123 CECD podcast. Join your host, Nicole D'Souza, as she explores the path to becoming a certified economic developer and discusses the careers of successful economic developers. It isn't as easy as 123, but let us provide the motivation and inspiration to help you earn your CECD. Hi, Sean. Thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Hey, no, it's great uh, to be here. I really appreciate you giving me a call. Awesome. Well, can you start out by telling the audience a little bit about yourself, please? Yeah, my name is Sean McGuire. I'm the Vice President for Workforce Development and Community Education at SUNY Schenectady, uh, which is a community college in upstate New York. Um, I've been here, I'm still a newcomer here. I came over in November, where uh, previously I was a director of economic development for a regional economic development organization here in the region. So um, yeah, so I'm doing some pretty amazing stuff in workforce development, which everybody says is the um, you know the the real trail that we have to blaze in economic development. Um, so I get to do that. I get to manage one of our um, economic development programs here that's in partnership with the college. So. Uh, and I'm also completing my capital region trifecta. So I've now worked in all three major cities. Well, there's a fourth city, Saratoga, but the the, the tri cities, Albany, uh, Troy, and Schenectady. I've now worked in all three cities in the region. So it's been a really fantastic transition here. Wonderful. Well, and can you tell us a little bit more about working at the college and exactly what you're doing with workforce development and everything? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're. Um, so I came over here um, partly because I knew the two, um, pr- my predecessors in the role, and I knew what they were doing and doing some really innovative things in the area of workforce development. Um, and the, why, why I say it's innovative is because sometimes um, the academy is a bit of a slow um, a, a slow organism to change and to uh, evolve. And in workforce development, that's not so much the case here. Uh, what we're doing is actively listening to our business community, to our other partners in economic development. So um, actually here, Schenectady Metroplex is a pretty significant um, player in the, in the economic development arena. And so we're constantly um, talking with, with, our, uh, with our partners and our friends to find out, you know, what's happening on the ground? What, are the, what do businesses need? And so, you know, for me, that's like the perfect transition because I spent so much time wonder or talking with businesses about what they need from a site perspective or a financing perspective um, or an, an economic incentive perspective. So now I've sort of conquered those resources and now we're talking about the human resource and and that's the challenge, right? Because here we are in a in a in an economy with with you know wickedly low un- unemployment. Um, so employees are really selective about what they want to do. And and so it, it's sort of like a, a double-edged sword here because people can be uh, picky about what they want to do. They can really pursue their passion projects. But at the same point, employers have jobs to fill day in and day out, and they need certain skills in order to do that. So we're constantly trying to match those two things up. And like I said, being in workforce development right now is really awesome because we're, we're matching people with what they want to do with employers who need them there to do it. And to give an example of that, we have a really uh, fantastic partnership with a local nonprofit group called Albany Can Code, and they've identified the need 
for more people with software coding skills in the region. And so we've been working with them to develop and deploy classes in front-end and back-end web development in JavaScript format or JavaScript, which is well um, outside of, of my skill set. But um, we've been working with them to put on courses. We expanded this spring into another county to the north of us. And so we're actually running courses in three different counties here with that group. And, and back in January, we graduated our first, um, our first class from our certified production technician program, which matched incumbent workers with an opportunity to, um, to skill up. And so we worked with, um, uh, we had 11 employees or 11 individuals take the course. We actually had 12, but one individual changed jobs. And so um, we're trying not to count that against us, but we did have 11 people finish the program and almost all of them have gotten their certification completed. Um, and I can feel for them too, because here we are talking about the CFD and preparing uh, to take an, an exam that has a lot of rigor, uh, not something so foreign to them because they really had a rigorous program to go through. Very neat, yeah, that's so cool. Well, how did you get into the economic development field? Uh, you know, it was somewhat accidental, uh, but it was a very happy accident. Well, I studied um, in, as an undergrad, I studied geography and urban planning. I actually started out to be, I, I thought I'd be an architect. And I think um, archi architects turn planners often find themselves in the same situation. Uh, I went to architecture school. I lasted, um, I lasted a semester, but in reality, I lasted about two weeks. And I said, this is not for me. Um, I was more concerned about what was happening in my community than what was happening in a, in a specific site. So I uh, took some time to, to figure out what I wanted to do. And that time, I had no idea what planning and economic development even was but uh, transferred over to uh, another another school, University at Albany, uh, which is my alma mater, uh, near and dear to my heart, and uh, accidentally found a planning course, actually an urban geography course. And then I, somebody said, if you're taking that course, you should take this urban planning course too. And so they're talking about all of these, these conditions that exist in an urban neighborhood. And I grew up in an urban neighborhood, so it was like not foreign to me at all. So fast forward, you know, I took advantage of every opportunity I, I had there at the university, studied geographic information systems, and my first internship, which then led to my first job, was using GIS and started to dabble in some other areas too as I was doing comprehensive planning and did my first market study uh, in central New York on the heels of um, the Ames department store um, closures that happened uh, many, many, many years ago. <laughs> And so that was like my first, um, my first step into economic development. I mean, there's always a little bit of it in comprehensive planning, but that was probably the first real, um, real jump. Moving forward, actually, I, I always go back and I say I worked for a business improvement district as an unpaid undergraduate intern. So I guess that was my real first opportunity. It was real grassroots. It was me and the executive director in the office every day. But anyway, <laughs> um, the. So I worked for a small firm, and it was right after September 11th that um, priorities really changed, right? Um, and so the money, the, the funding that we relied on to do a lot of projects that our communities relied on uh, wasn't there anymore. And so I sort of saw the writing on the wall and started um, opening those options again. And I grew, so back to my, my days of being a kid and living um, in my urban, in my city neighborhood, um, I, I delivered a newspaper. I was a, a paper boy. Well, um, one day 
one of my former customers, I mean, this is years later, but I, I knew everybody in the neighborhood and, and always had stayed active, had called me up and said, hey, I know of somebody who's looking for um, to hire an economic development position. Is that something you'd be interested in? And I, I said, sure, I'll talk to somebody because at this point I had all my options open. I wasn't um, not going to consider something. But I had such great chemistry with the county executive at the time. Um, and that was, you know, it was sort of accidental because I, I sort of, I, I needed an exit strategy from this small firm that um, I saw the writing on the wall. And the, the funny part is, is that the day I got laid off, um, they didn't realize it until after they laid me off, but I was about to resign because I'd gotten that job. <laughs> so um, the, oh, the day they let me go, worked out quite well. Um, so they let me go um, and uh, no hard feelings and I knew it. Uh, and I, you know, I told them, I said, that's okay, because I've got a, job, a new job starting in about three weeks. So yeah. um, it, a, a tip, you know, a tip is never show your cards too early, right? Because I actually got a severance package and, and got an extra week off. It, it all worked out in my favor. So um, nice. I got, <laughs> yeah, so I worked, um, I, I worked for a county in their economic development office running um, a number of programs, everything from CDBG uh, to an EPA Brownfield pilot. Um, to a state economic development program, um, you know, along the lines of enterprise zones, and really um, just stuck with that. Took a little bit of a detour, working with uh, the state, um, doing some municipal management work, working with small communities on um, on controlling their costs through uh, anything from cooperation to consolidation of municipalities, uh, which to me was always an economic development question, um, and. From there, I went on to where I was previously to here uh, at a regional planning commission, and then, yeah, finally over and over um, into where I am now. Long story. <laughs> Very neat. That's wonderful. Thank you for telling us about your journey. Well, and your journey continues um, as you're getting ready and preparing to take the certified economic developer exam. So when are you planning on taking that exam? Uh, I, I will be taking it in April. Uh, there's no okay. more putting that off or stalling. I had originally hoped to have taken it by last year um, out in Buffalo, but with everything that was going on um, at work, and, and then I was actually, and then I was going to do it at annual, and I pushed it off there, and, and so I finally committed to my mentor and everybody else that things are quite stable now. I'm going to get this done in August, so I'm a little off of my initial plan, but um, I want to make sure I'm successful, so uh, I think that's probably, um, you know, a, a good approach to take. I agree. I think that's very wise of you, um, especially since it's such a tricky exam, um, very difficult, very challenging. Um, so w where have you taken the exam classes? I went right through OUEDI. Um, okay. I actually didn't know about OUEDI until probably two years ago. I always you know, knew about CXD and IEDC and the classes through there. And I don't know what it was that prompted me to search, I was probably going down some um, some rabbit hole on Google, um, which is something you know. Sometimes you need a little distraction. I was probably working on something, and just needed to like clear my head, and um, and and just just went down that rabbit hole. Decided one day that I was going to um, once again uh, spend a little bit more. I, I wanted to spend more time focusing on economic development, and I had. It's not like I, I wasn't, but um, when I first got into economic development. Um, with my that, that county job that I that I first had, I knew I, that's where I came across CXD, 
And it was something I always wanted to do. I mean, I, I have my AICP through the American Planning Association, and um, but just never did the CXD because I just never, honestly didn't have the the resources to do it. And so I probably gave up a few uh, raises along the way um, in pursuing this um, by doing OUEDI. But by you know by far it was probably one of the most valuable professional experiences I've ever um, undertaken. Whether or not I I sit for the exam. Um, I, I just I, the amount of information that I learned over those 125 hours. It's just amazing to to say it out loud. 125 hours of coursework, the friendships and networks I've made, um, you know, have been really remarkable. And then you know they're they're a little it's a little greedy because those those networks are helpful. Um, to me professionally and personally too, they, they've helped me grow as, as a better economic development professional, which sometimes I feel like is a little bit of a of a selfish goal. It's well, yeah, it's great. I mean, I can't believe when you stack up all of the hours of classwork, that is quite a bit, and then also the studying going beyond that. Um, you know, self studying by yourself too. I mean, the hours just rack up. <laughs> they do. They do. So what inspired you to become a certified economic developer? I needed, I, I wanted to challenge myself once again. Um, you know, it, like I said, it was great to learn um, at EDI, but I wanted to, um, I wanted to put it to the test. Um, you know, every now and again, I think to, and, and just as I am as a person, I need to test myself to make sure I can still do something. Um, and so that was it. I, you know, the biggest challenge I had in the past few years was I ran a couple of half marathons, and um, you know, and this was I just need, I needed to give myself the mental uh, challenge. The physical challenge was was more than enough. Uh, you know, running 13 miles uh, down in Florida at Disney was was fun, but it was still it was a lot of work. I, I just wanted yeah. to do something different, <laughs> and I wanted to know that I, I still had it mentally, I guess. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Well, how are you studying for this exam? You know, I've got a couple of different strategies um, for for this. You know, before I even started down the path of even studying, I took advantage of taking um, a, a, a prep course for the exam. Um, that was really helpful because going into the exam or, or going into last year before the prep course, um, I didn't know what I was getting myself into. Certainly, I've been down the path with taking my AICP exam, which is a computer-based multiple-choice exam, uh, pretty rigorous, but um, you know, still, it's it's A, B, C, or D. The you know, learning um, you know about the the rigor that goes into this exam was helpful because it helped me tailor my um, studying appropriately. So. I would I use probably a combination of of three things. One is some flashcards on you know on on terms, um, and it's funny because I know the terms, but you know anytime you have a flashcard, you sort of like you freeze up a little bit and you just have mm -hmm. to push through. So totally. you know I'm, I'm I'm always using those. Um, I I have a friend of mine um, passed hers along to me, so I'm I'm eternally grateful um, to her because I had been using an app on my phone, and I'll you know I'm not. Um, I'm not old and I'm not young, um, somewhere in the middle. And the app on my phone just wasn't really helping me out. I sounded, I needed something more tangible. So having the old-fashioned flashcards are really, um, really beneficial. Then on top of that, I've got some, you know, practice essays and, and short answers to work on. Um, 
you know, one of my mentors along the way, you know, suggested to me that, you know, in the manuals and you see a, you know, a checklist, um, those are probably good things to memorize. Those are probably things that you're going to see on an exam. So I, I pay attention to looking through the IEDC manuals. And I do have, um, I do have the manuals for the core competencies and then my two um, electives, which I'm doing strategic planning um, and managing EDOs. So I do okay. use, I do look through those. Um, and that's how I do it. Um, I'm also a little, uh, I'm a little um, spoiled because this semester I'm actually, I'm an adjunct at our university here and I'm teaching local economic development strategies. And so in some ways um, they don't realize it, but they're probably helping me study along the way because every time I prepare for the, the class, I'm doing a little studying um, in the process. You know, I've got, I've got the text that we use in the, in the class, but I use my IEDC materials to to, re to refer back to and, and, and help sometimes condense down what the text has to say about an economic development topic. So, um, so those are those, those those are the combinations that I use. And I also found out that somebody locally, I didn't realize that she's taking the exam too. She plans on taking it in the fall. And so we've talked about uh, using each other to, to bounce uh, questions off of. And then I do have a, a few mentors that I, that I have along the way um, that have always been willing to help me out and, uh, you know, give me that encouragement. And those mentors are really helpful uh, in reviewing the short answers and the essays to give some feedback and um, some thoughts on. And so once, you know, I'm, let's see, it's February, it's, it's February now when we're talking. And so that example, you know, is less than, I say, six weeks away. Um, so I really got, I really need to focus in on those practice essays a little bit more and then start to really um, know those essays like the back of my hand, because those are really going to um, help me get across the finish line. I, I hope I do this once. Um, mm -hmm. That's that's my goal. Although you never know what's going to happen, so never. And that's the other thing. Don't get I, I I don't get too confident about this. I I'm going in um, expecting or uh, hope for the best, expect the worst. <laughs> Absolutely. But oh, that's great. Well, all of your study. Um, tactics sound awesome and what a great resource having students um, that you're teaching I'm sure you're learning a lot from them yeah it's, it's a lot of fun um, you know talking about this stuff and they're so hungry for um, what we're doing and this is we're only we're going into week um, six now and so you know we've covered um, some of the general theory um, you know some of the my favorite areas are like like data um, you know we've done that um, this past week, we talked about marketing and attraction. And so this week coming in, we're doing small business and we're, and this is where we start to bring in some of the, some of my um, economic development friends in the region and also from other parts of the country too. Um, either people will come in in person or I, I, people know me in my, the way I teach is that I will bring in somebody from across the country to Skype because sometimes you, you just, you need that, um, that outsider perspective um, from somebody who's not doing it right where you are. That's really neat. Very, very cool. When did you take the first class, the first basic class? I took the first basic class uh, spring of 2018 in Fort Worth. So yeah, so oh, and wow. I, I yeah, yeah and I knocked. <laughs> no, no, I knocked right through them. I did um, spring um, 2018 in Fort Worth, and then that fall I, we were in Fort Lauderdale and then last this past May um, we were in San Antonio so um, yeah I moved right through I didn't want to 
waste any time. I, I, want, I wanted to knock them right through. Um, and I was, you know, there's a little bit of a of a cohort that that you develop and work in, in EDI. And so, um, you know, there was a, some of us that went through all three together. And so um, that was a lot of fun, too, because, again, those friendships are are pretty are, are pretty clutch and i i really appreciate all uh, having them all out there a lot of my great friends now too are from texas there's a, a lot of <laughs> folks from, from down south that um that are at those those classes so big shout out to my, all my friends in texas yeah that's awesome well what advice would you give to someone who is debating whether or not they should become certified you know i think um it's worth the time and effort um just the just just getting yourself um, up to speed on all of the classes alone is um, is tremendously valuable. Um, you know, I never in my career had to do um, loan packaging, you know, and or you know, evaluating um, balance sheets. And so that was one of the most valuable things was economic development finance, which I did, you know, right off the bat. I just wanted to dive right into it because I was, it was one of those things, sometimes you're not comfortable with something, it's probably the thing you should do right away. Um, you know, I, I would say that it's, um, it's helpful to your career if you want to, you know, grow and advance in economic development, having, um, you know, having somebody else validate the skills that you have um, is tremendously important. Um, you know, Certainly now that I'm more into leadership positions, you know, I, I get to hire people and um, those are the individuals that stand out, the ones that took the extra step along the way to um, not only learn something, but uh, to, to test themselves out and, and prove it, you know, through somebody else. So, um, you know, I think that was, that's why I would do it. I'm all about trying to raise economic development as a, as a profession. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that come in and their intentions are all well and good, um, you know, to jump right into economic development. But there are, you know, there are few that can really stand out and say, yeah, not only did I, not only do I do this job, but I put the time and effort in behind it to learn this job. And uh, somebody else has, you know, tested those skills and, and they hold up. I mean, this, this, the, the skills and knowledge I have are, are transferable across the country. And so then you're all speaking the same language too. So I think that's uh, that's why it's important. Wonderful. Well, I have a couple of wrap-up questions for you. Sure. Okay, the first is what motivates you? What gets you up in the morning? Oh, my kids get me up in the morning, uh, <laughs> especially on the weekends. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, uh, like what gets at me out of out of bed in the morning? I, you know, as 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 corny as it seems, it is that it's it's. I've, I've got two. I've got I've got my wife and my two kids are fantastic, and um, you know, they're what get me out of bed in the morning is to um, you know, to to spend the time with them, um, to see them grow. Um, you know, that's what motivates me, and so that further motivates me to do the best job I can at work because it allows me to do the best I can for them at home. And so, you know, that's it. It's just, it's, it's doing good work. It's, it's making a difference to people. That's, that's what motivates me. I guess it's, it's even bigger than, um, you know, my family, my wife and kids come first, but, um, you know, it, it goes above and beyond that. It's, it's doing good work for the community and, and, and raising people up. Wonderful. Well, and lastly, you probably 
don't have time for this right now with being <laughs> crunch time for studying, but what is your favorite hobby? <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Oh, geez. Yeah, I don't have a lot of time for studying. You know, yeah. it's, I say this to people, like, what are you doing in your free time? Like, you're so busy. And I said, you know what? I love this stuff so much that this is, like, my job and, like, my favorite hobby. Um, I love to learn. That's what it comes That's That's probably what I do in my free time. I am a huge consumer of information. And so uh, I'm always learning something, reading about something, exposing myself to something new. Um, and I'm doing that more with my kids. So, you know, that's, you know, getting them out into the Adirondacks and taking a hike or um, what did we do recently? We, um, you know, a weekend ago, I, I just said to everybody, all right, let's go. We're going roller skating. You know, let's, let's get out there and just do something that we don't normally do. Um, so it's exploring the world, seeing new things. And, you know, admittedly, we're also um, a Disney family. So we like going to Florida. We like running <laughs> around Disney for a couple of days. Um, and so I like to do my free time. It's actually, I, I just like to finally check out. Um, and so my next vacation is not until the summer and I'm a little dis disappointed by that, but, uh, We'll be heading uh, heading south for a little uh, family fun and a cruise. So um, fun. that's what I that's what I like to do when I can. And you don't get to do that all the time. That's why it's special, though. Definitely. That sounds great. Well, Sean, thank you so much for joining us today and uh, sharing all of your advice to everyone and sharing how you're studying. I know I'm so interested hearing how everyone is tackling the different studying um, as I'm trying to figure it out as well. So <laughs> that's always helpful. And uh, good luck uh, with Thanks. the exam. Uh, we wish you the best of luck. Definitely please follow up after and let us know how it goes. Will do. And I think um, anybody taking this exam should find, you know, find find somebody who's been through it or going through it. Um, make a new friend along the way. Make a new LinkedIn connection. Whatever you got to do. Yeah. Don't do this alone. That's probably that's that's probably the key piece of advice. there. Don't go at this alone. One, two, three CECD is brought to you by Impact Dashboard, the only impact software built for economic developers. For more information on this podcast or to listen to past episodes, check out www.123cecd.com.